This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn, Mark Hostetler, both pastors of Eagleville, here to talk to you about what's so important about church, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. people ask that question, what's going on? And and one of the things that, that I think about is just the family aspect of it, because church becomes your family. As a guy who moved away uh, from my family, my mom, before she passed away, and dad, they lived let's say five hours away from me. My brother lives, twin brother lives six hours away from me. Jerry's parents about the same vicinity and uncle Nan seven hours. We have no relatives in Ohio. Yeah. And so we came out here and you're kind of on your own. You don't have that grandparent support when you have kids, you don't have those people. Your, your church family is your family. That's how it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of good that comes out of that too. Right. You know, um, there, there can be some negatives to not being part of your biological, you know, family like that. I don't know much about that because my family lives just miles away from me and my whole life it's been like that. So I don't know your experience on them negatives, but having the positive of a church family come around you when you need it, be there to support you at all times, you can, you can sense that uh, community, you know, you can build that community. I don't, I don't think that I... It never made me forlorn about it because I also realized the benefit was I had a lot going as a pastor, trying yeah. to also balance my family in mm-hmm. on it. I was one of those guys live light, live easy with the family ties. I didn't, I wasn't too worried about it. But seeing what my daughter now that my I have a grandson for the last mm-hmm. four and a half mo- months, mm-hmm. and I see what an impact Jerry's having on him. And how many days Jerry watches him and helps out and how easy it is for us to have, you know, it's nice to see your grandson in church at the end of a service with your daughter and son-in-law. Like, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty nice when you come to an Easter holiday and everyone can be around or my daughter has a birthday Mm -hmm. and we can just say, hey, come over for dinner. It's your birthday today. Let us feed you your favorite. What do you want to eat? Get you an ice cream cake. We'll hang out Mm -hmm. for an hour. And then, you know, you go do your thing. Uh, But you're close enough that you don't have to worry about every second. You know what I'm saying? And making it count because I'm only going to see you twice a year or once a year. Yeah. So that's a, I think that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, with my family, I didn't really get to see him. So church, I would say played a huge instrumental role in my life. And I think of how much help I'm sure you feel the same way. I mean, you know, if I build a fence, if a tree's coming down, if so many things, I mean, church family seems to come over and help you out from time to time. uh, Even when you don't expect it. Yeah. No, I've had, you know, so many helps, so so much blessing from mm-hmm. my church family. I think of your friendships, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of your friends, of course, you know, you, uh, mm-hmm. our Eric, our mm-hmm. staff, and Becky for my goodness, 20 years, you yeah. know, a great friend. And, yeah. you know, that that's your staff. And I think of how many other people you just love from the church and they make your life better because mm-hmm. you know, these great people and, and our church is endless numbers of wonderful people yeah that just i'm so blessed by and so. absolutely i mean the, the the thing is you got to get beyond that sunday morning experience to really sense that feeling right. of connection and family you right. know uh if your only experience is that one one hour and 15 minutes on sunday morning you're probably not going to feel that right sense of community or family right. you know it's when 
a home repair team shows up and helps you on your hot water heater replace right. that right. and you see this the cards come in when you get sick and right. you go to a small group and you get connected with that small group i mean that that's when you start to really sense the connection and, and right. community that you're a part of yeah you know? I, I but you're say, doing i'm sorry you're doing a community cleanup mm-hmm come out and be a part of that. You're doing, we're doing a fundraiser. Come out right. and be a part of that. Right. Go beyond Sunday morning. So right. sorry about that. Yeah. And I, I think too, it's just those, those connections, we're not meant to live life alone. We're not meant to be by ourselves. Mm. And so I look at it and say, no, I'm supposed to be connected with other people. So yeah. church is a family. Loving our church like family is a big thing for us. Yeah. And, and not that we can always do that perfectly. I mean, for you and me, I mean, I can't connect with everybody who comes to church. You can't, it's just, there's so many, but you connect mm-hmm. to the people you can. And, yeah. and you realize as, as we each one connect with the other is really important. So a church family is part of it. I think uh, being able to use your gift is a good what's so important about church, you know, it says in first Corinthians uh, 12, seven, now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part where he compares the church to a body, right? So you're part of the body, whether you're an eye or an ear or a hand. Mm-hmm. And he says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we treat it with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving Mm. greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. That's how it should be. Mm -hmm. We're all concerned for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And so I I look at that and say, yeah, I mean, we're all a part of it. We have different roles to play, but you can't say you're not important to me. Like you're, well, you're part of the church. You're not important. You're not important. Well, that's not, you can't, that's not the right way to think. That's not the biblical way to think about it. Not at all. I mean, we have, we all have a role and like, like I manage the, uh, I oversee, I shouldn't say I manage, I oversee the grace teams in right. the church. There's nine teams and I try to encourage and help the the leadership of those teams. And we just talked to one of the leaders last night about some things, some ideas that they had and everything. The The main verse that kind of drives that ministry is First Peter 4.10. Just as each of you has received a gift, use it to serve each other. Yeah, that's a fantastic I mean, verse. That's the point of these gifts is right. to edify and encourage one another, to serve one another, right. to, to, to spread Jesus around right. the church and right. around your community. Right. I mean, that's the purpose of our gifting. Right. You so, know, and to say that to say that my role as a musician or a worship leader is any more important than than, for example, the gift of service. Chuck, Rita, you know, them people that are constantly at church helping, picking up things, moving things around. They are so important to this right. body. And your I children, mean, I mean, teachers, your children's uh, ministry workers, people who are gifted at that. I, I would say those are people who work uh, intercessory prayer and things like that. Every mm-hmm. gift is born. I've always thought of myself, yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the speaker guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm up front. I have a lot to do with leadership. So I realize, you know, there's yeah. a lot of importance and responsibility there, but I also see myself as one part. Like I'm just one part of the body of Christ. My goodness. I mean, I could not do this ministry without all the great yeah. help that we have, but mm-hmm. or in the argument of, Hey, I don't need to go to church to be, you know, to worship God. And that's what we hear a lot of times. Okay. But how, are you going to use your gift if you're not going? And what I have found is this, Mark, you can accomplish more 
teamed up with people than you typically can by yourself. If, if you're by yourself, you're not going to accomplish. And I remember uh, mm-hmm. hearing a, one of the famous musicians that came out of DC talk, I think it was Kevin Max, if I remember right, but he left the band and he wanted to go solo. And he said that one of the things he realized, he was only as good as the team he was on. Like it didn't really go well. Like his solo career didn't go mm-hmm. great. He was, he goes, mm-hmm. I realized, you know, I was who I was because of the guys I was with and right. what my team was. Exactly. And I realized, you know, I'm who I am and I'm able to accomplish what I accomplish because of the team that I play on is mm-hmm. it's not just me. And I need that, that team around me. So again, we'll always accomplish more in our life with other people and in a big, in, in a group like a church, then we're going to be able to do just out there floundering around on yeah. our own. Yeah. It's synergy is building energy off of another. Right. You know, I love horse bulls. I love watching uh, draft horses, man, right. just dig in and go when there's one of them, it's an incredible amount of weight that they can pull by himself. Right. When you get two of them together, they pull over double. You would think that they would double their weight. It's more than double. Really? They build off of each other. They get down, they get close to the ground, right. and they just pull really hard. And awesome. I love watching it. Right. I, because you can tell that they're building off of one another's energy. Right. You know, and they're going, they're digging in and they're doing it. And that's what we can do. We can right. lock arms. It's amazing what God can do through a church that's locked and united together and saying, you know what, we're going to do this mission. Look at Awana North, for Absolutely. example. Absolutely. Awana North. We, you know, we're funding the children. We, you know, they don't have to pay anything. Come in, do the thing. Why? Because you had a vision for it. Right. Your role, right? You're talking about gifting. Mm -hmm. Your role. Right. Vision, casting, communicate it properly, get everybody involved. Right. It's what you do. You do it well. I appreciate it. Well, what what happened? There's an effective ministry happening up in, in, you know, Erie Intermediate School in Ashtabula to a bunch of kids every week because of it. Right. Praise God. And, and there's a bunch of adults up there in small mm-hmm. in different small groups and we meet. But I've heard people say, they'll say this, I don't like organized religion. So my response <laughs> is, do you prefer disorganized religion? Would you rather it not be organized? Because the fact is, organized religion is how you have food banks. That's right. Right. That's how we do the Vine Food Pantry every week. That's how we do Celebrate Recovery, which helps addicts every single week. There's no one person in this church that could go out and house 80 to 100 people at their place for a Celebrate Recovery. It's not possible. If we did not collectively, as a church, put this building up, Mm -hmm. a building that can be used for Celebrate Recovery, a building that could be used for dozens of kids to come into youth group ministry, a building that can be used for lots of children's ministries. We just had a big outreach with uh, Easter Extravaganza. You can't pull that kind of stuff off by yourself. The only way that we can accomplish it is because we've joined together to get that done. And so in the togetherness aspect a lot more happens than if every into every individual was just out doing their own thing without coming together and say, Hey, how can we like do it together? You would not be able to get like operation Christmas shop. My goodness. I mean, we oh we're going to send out, what do we send out? 700 pack, 700 boxes last year. Yeah. Actually the right. um, pastor of the first, first Baptist church, Kevin Phillips, he actually got a notification that our church had the most in Northeast Ohio. Wow. Yeah, right. I forgot to mention that to you. So oh, yeah, he just, I'm telling him chills. that <laughs> while we're getting, wow. Okay. Yeah, our church was part of that and we had the most, what he said in Northeast Ohio. Wow. 
according right. to them. And here we are out in the country. It's incredible. Because, yeah, because we're working together. And I think fellowship's part of it, too, because in Acts 2.42, uh, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. Mm. Now, again, mm. what's so important about church? Well, what's so important about church is fellowship. And we have those kind of relationships together, which I think are really important. Iron sharpens iron. One person sharpens another person. So as you look at it, yeah, we're, we're super important yeah, to each other. I, this, this blows my mind, um, the idea of daily meeting together to break bread and, and pray fellowship, observe what the apostles are teaching. I mean, this looks like church to me. Right. You know what I mean? You are enjoying time together. It's not necessarily based around some sort of a got to get it done agenda. Right. You're just fellowshipping with one another, getting to know each other, building into one another, edifying each other so that when there is ministry to do, you're filled up. You're comfortable with the person that you're locking arms with. Right. I mean, I think it's super important. Yeah, I do, because I think that we need, we're, we, yes. I mean, are there times where I just love to be alone? I just want to go walk on a path somewhere and be by myself because <laughs> yeah. life is not life. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of details, a lot of overwhelming. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, just kind of decompress. I love to run by myself. I mean, I just love to get on the trail. I love mm -hmm. to see no one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no one. Yeah. It's and, and in Eagleville in the middle of nowhere on the trail, that's definitely possible. Pretty good so light. In the morning, would, yeah. yeah, you really don't. In the warm weather, I'll see the cyclists buzzing mm -hmm. by me uh, in all directions, but or both directions. But I love it just being by myself, but I don't really want to be by myself. Like, I don't desire to be. I desire to do things with people. I'm always you know, Hey, asking a friend if they want to come, yeah. Hey, do you want to come hiking? Can I involve you? How can I involve this person? How can we do it together? And even in small groups, I just like fellowship mm -hmm. because I realize that's just how I'm built. You know, I don't, yep. I don't like to be yep. alone. I didn't even in college, dude, like I didn't even in college like to go to dinner by myself. I didn't like to do like, I was totally geared for other people. Mm -hmm. I was definitely a person and mm -hmm. every one of my family knows if something happens to Jerry, I'll never survive like by myself for long. Like it's just not who I am. Like I'm definitely right. a right. pack animal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe God created us that way. God created us to be teamed up. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your family. I've got a spouse and kids and I have friends at church and I have yeah. my other families or people I should be praying for and loving on and caring about. And yeah, it's, it's huge. So I'm, I'm super social. And I think that church helps to build relationships because one of the problems that we've had in America today is just the isolation, man. Isolation is not oh, good. Man. You're sitting at home alone all day with your thoughts and you don't have things to distract you. It's not good, you know? No, actually, last night at our grief Bible study, the the conversation, the the study was all about a community of brokenness and making right. sure that we connect with the community around us. We have to face grief and loss alone. Right. Okay. We have to make the decision, the solitary decision, is what I mean, to face it alone. Right. But man, don't try to do it alone. Right. Bring people around you. Uh, so that you're not lonely, right? You know, while right. you're trying to do right. this, and uh, and the the whole thing was about the cloud of witnesses right. around you, and in heaven that have done it before us. Learning from the people around us is super critical, right. you know, and looking at them. Some of the people we know right here every day, we're in, almost every day, every week we're in contact with them. You look at them and you're inspired at their hope, at their their tenacity to get through it. They're right. like, they, they get up 
And they say, Lord, by your grace, I'm going to go to church today, even right. though I don't want to. I just had that conversation with a widow right. just Sunday. Right. I, don't wa- I didn't want to come today, but I know I have to. Right. That's so encouraging. Right. Why does she have to? Because she knows that she's going to be edified around other people. Right. And that's why we exist. We want people to experience edification and joy, even right. in the midst of some of the hardest situations yeah, and edification you can think of. not outside of church not really a word that we use that much I mean, okay. edification would be strengthening encouraging yes like those are all the ideas of absolutely yeah, yeah. Right. because actually edification comes from the word uh, that used to be edifice edifice means building so there it is go. that that yeah. idea of, yeah, yeah. i'm building you mm-hmm. up i'm building you up i mean that's one of our roles in life i just want to build people up and by the way i love building into people oh Love it's it. one of my favorite things a, to do. This is the funniest thing. I don't even know if I should tell the story. I think it has something to do with it, maybe. But <laughs> we're getting out of the, we go up to a lot in North last night, get out in the parking lot, and there's this kid. I, I don't know how old he is. He's eight, nine, somewhere in there. And he goes, uh, he gets out of his vehicle, he sees me. What comes out of his mind? Yo, Bill. You know, it was so funny. So Keith oh, Appleby hears so it, good. Jerry hears it, I hear it. We're laughing for the next five minutes. Oh, like we thought it was so funny. So funny. Yeah. And I just said, I'm glad he knows my name actually. Yeah. So, you know, and I've worked with him. He's been he was when I was helping with Awana actually, oh, hands so on, he was sweet, part of man. it. He's just kind of grown up. And I thought yeah. this was kind of a beautiful thing, actually. Not disrespectful whatsoever. Just he's right. excited to see me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and you Bill. have that yo, Bill. <laughs> and you have that chance, I think, to build into people's lives. And I, I mm-hmm. definitely love that. And for those in our church, like I'm not afraid to say, you know, to some of those people I know, well, hey, love you. I appreciate you. And Absolutely, you know what I mean? Man. Just be I mean, able to encourage them on in their life. I've loved getting to know people in the small groups, you know, our guys group on Tuesday morning, my Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, some people, you know, I wouldn't really have gotten to know very well other than I get to see them there. So it was pretty no, cool. And actually yep. uh, at, at the time we're recording this, the devotional we were doing, can you believe that's going to end, by the uh, way? No. I mean, tomorrow we're no. done with that devotional Lent season. That's crazy right. to me. But anyways, I backtrack. Um, the devotional today was about making disciples. Right. And I think that's what the premise of making discipleship is, is, is investing energy and time into somebody's spiritual growth. Right. Coming alongside them. Uh, building into these people. Right. That's what discipleship is. Absolutely. Well, you you know, look look at where we've been as a church, and I do want to read one more verse mm-hmm. before we're done, but just having a Bible study on leadership with five young men, uh, two oh of those young gosh. men today have stepped up to run junior church and VBS. I mean, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we're putting in and making disciples. They're growing in their walk with the Lord. I absolutely love it. But yeah. in Hebrews uh, 10, 24, and 25, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. And so let us consider how we, this is my job. I need to spur people on to love and good deeds. Yeah. So don't give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing that together, but we need to encourage each other, especially as you see the day approaching. So my job is to be with other people. And I know that can be hard because uh, some people are church hurt. Uh, some people have had some pretty negative things said. Uh, there, Christians can say some pretty unfortunate oh, things. Yeah. My one friend said years ago, Christianity would be great except for the Christians. And he said it tongue in cheek. And I don't believe that's true because our church is so full of great people. Mm-hmm. But there are some who can say some pretty unfortunate things to Bill, people, we talked and about it's it. hurtful. Yeah, yeah. We, that was one of the things we talked about last night was what we what the book actually we're going through. It calls the awkwardness of community. Right. So sometimes people just don't know what to say when you're grieving right. or hurting. 
and they'll just say some really stupid things that right. you're like, holy cow, did you just say that? You know, right. I heard of a story of a guy who lost his son, a little kid, five years old, lost his son. And, and at the viewing, somebody comes up to him and says, well, you know, I guess one of the things you can do is you can learn from this and, and pay more attention to your kids. Oh, my goodness. Now, I thought you were going to say they were going to come up and say you can have another. Because no. that's typical if someone has a miscarriage. We well, can have another. It's not the point. It's like, what not are the you point? thinking? Why right. would you ever say that? Ever. Um, you know? It's rude as rude can be. <laughs> I, I, it's ignorant. I, I'm shocked by it constantly. But I think even more than ignorance, or sometimes it's judgmental. Yeah. It's not just making a mistake in your words. I mean, some no. words are judgmental oh, yeah. and intentionally hurtful. Yeah. And I just have to be careful. I was talking to my uh, small group last night. And I, I think it was my small group last mm. night. And I said, I don't burn bridges with people. Mm. I said, I, well, we important. were talking about how Jesus, Christ didn't sin and how we're sinners and stuff like that. But, you know, coming to Christ, you can really, I said, but and somehow we got on the topic and all this, just talking about when people have walked away from the church, I've not, I typically don't burn my bridges mm. with them. I'm kind, I'm loving, yeah. and I've seen many come back because they can come back because mm -hmm. I didn't make it so they couldn't. I was just, Hey, you know, yeah, you know, well, we're going to love you and we're going to pray. And I tried hard and you know, that's not what I wanted to happen, but it did happen. And you just keep loving people no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a better way to go, but let's assume somebody didn't have that experience and the bridges did get burned. I wouldn't give up because of a few bad Christians. I wouldn't give up on Christianity. I wouldn't give up on church no way. any more than, Hey, there's always bad doctors, bad pastors, bad lawyers, bad teachers, it doesn't make everyone bad. Don't make your They're experience. Bad churches. It doesn't make every church bad. Right. Don't make your right. experience with people negate your experience with Jesus. Right. You're going to stop. You're going to stop pursuing Christ because a person hurt you. Come on. Let's not do that. Let's, yeah. let's stay strong with, with Jesus. They may Pe not, go ahead. may not do that. They may not abandon Christ, but they may be scared of what people might do to them mm -hmm. or, or, or the, because when you've experienced a hurtful side of, of people's potential to say things to you, they shouldn't say, sure. you might be thinking you're going to do it again. Like my brother went around a corner too fast and hit a tree while his head went through the windshield. Mine bounced off the dash. Mm. Well, for, I'm telling you, it was a long time. Every curb, man, I'm, oh. I'm yeah. like knuckled up on the dash, like holding up because man, once that happens to you, you're pretty, you, I was thinking about every curve for a yep. long time after yep. that happened and it got, I got over it, mm -hmm. but I could see some people like yep. pretty, pretty careful, yep. you know, about wanting to be around people if they've really been hurt. So my encouragement would be, well, look, you know, we need to be in community, find, find your tribe, you yeah. know, those people you actually yeah. relate to mm -hmm. get involved with them, get to know, you don't have to know the whole church, just get to know a few people and, and go from there. And typically the, the secret of, you know, any group dynamic is you just be there consistently. Yep. You be there consistently. You don't have to say a lot. You just have to be there. Yep. Just show up and be there, show up and be there. Yep. Eventually people catch on and, and get your name and figure it mm -hmm. out. And you get to know people as mm -hmm. you go along. And I love how people have gotten to know each other. They have deep friendships, way, nothing to do with me. It's like way outside of me, way outside yep. of you. They just, they love yep. each other. And they're, that, that's it. how church. I be. just went and visited with a guy yesterday at a hospital and found out there was somebody else that came earlier that day. Two days before that, another person came. They're not part of any teams. They're not part of any ministry organization, right. organize, organized teams. They went because they loved the person. Right. And they went up there and watched and visited them. Right. 
That's awesome. That is great. That's church. Right. You know? Right. Right. So, yeah. and, and everyone has an opportunity to make a positive difference in someone's life. And even if you feel like, well, somebody hurt me. Yeah, but you can still help somebody else. It That's doesn't right. matter what they did to you. Right. You you still have the opportunity to make Use a difference with gifting. somebody else because right. you learn from that and you say, hey, you know, I can't control that. But you know what? I'm going to show love to a kid. That's right. I'm going to show love mm-hmm. in a ministry and I'm going to be the one that they, they're going to be happy I was in their life when it's all said and done. Yep. We hope some of these comments have been helpful to you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast and tuning in, audio, video, however you're listening and taking it in. Super, yeah. super share appreciate it. it. Share it with your friends. Yeah, yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely share mm-hmm. it. Thank you. You have a blessed and an awesome week.